want to be able to refer you to who you need to go to. So if you're like, there's a weird thing going on, please contact us. There are people out there doing these things. You just may not know about them. And also finding someone that you feel comfortable with and that's a good fit. Like, perfect. Um, so what we can kind of play around with uh, posture-wise is... I may have to hook this to me. I don't know how... And again, this this I learned from a yoga teacher training. Um but to kind of assess where your pelvic bowl is, if you can put your fingers on your iliac crests, right? And on the top of your pubis bone, and you may have to do this standing up, that's why I stood up, because when I do it sitting down, I don't always find them. But the idea would be to get these in one plane. So if you see the pictures there, one it's kind of back, one it's forward, and you can do this at home in a mirror, because you're kind of putting your thumbs on, you know, the, the iliac crest is just that bony part of your hips and then the top of the pubic bone. And if, because when I first did this, I was like, man, I've been totally taught the wrong alignment cues in yoga. Um, and I forget, I think I was always either sticking my butt, I was doing one of them. And so that's kind of like a... Most common posture for pregnancy and postpartum is, is butt out. Yeah. Because we've counteracted. So usually you have to tuck in a little bit. But the other common posture is this. So you want to pull back so you can use your glutes a little bit more. So you want to be straight over this. You don't want to be hanging on those ligaments here or here. And then you want to be in the same plane. Are you familiar with the book Diastasis Recti? Recti? I don't know. Um, I have books like that. But <laughs> I'll, I'll send you a picture because I don't want to recommend it. And if, I mean, maybe you're not familiar with it, but it, it kind of showed a lot more pictures of things like mm -hmm. of different exercises of how to like assess. So that might be a helpful book because it was just interesting um, in and of itself. But that's a good way is like to feel because you have bony things that aren't going to go anywhere that you can kind of feel out and kind of see like, oh, and like stand in a mirror and like, like, how do I bend my knees? How do I look when I'm doing this essentially? Mine should have a slight curve, but not a, not a hinge. And if you're hinging, you don't want to do a lot of big extension movements in yoga um, and not a, you know, tuck in. So. Yeah, because that's what we, I don't know if you guys have heard, you know, tuck your tailbone, tuck your tailbone, tuck your tailbone. Yeah. Well, if you have a neutral spine, the reason that is cute in yoga is to get people out of the extension and back into neutral. But for somebody who already has neutral or, you know, depending on your anatomy, you're going to look like you're sticking your butt out there. You know, if I just had a bigger butt, it's going to look more out there than if I had a littler butt, you know. So sometimes a saying that is not what you need to hear. So if you already know you're neutral and you hear that, do not tuck your tailbone, please. Because um, it's just about finding neutral. It's not about... Yes. Yeah. And it may not be you, but, you know, in a class of 30 students and somebody throws that out there, maybe be like, mm, you know... If you don't I mean, think it's you. There's definitely plenty of people that probably need to tuck their tailbone a little bit, but it, it's just kind of body awareness, figuring yes. out where you need to be. I have a question, though. So mm -hmm. at what point, like, like some people's pelvises are going to be shaped slightly different, right? Mm -hmm. So at what point do you, do you just need to meet with the pelvic floor PT to find out, like, where Like your neutral positioning? Yeah. Well, you're going to look at front and back cues. Uh -huh. So depending on, you know, what's going on in your back and yeah. what's going on in the front of your pelvis, you'll work together to find that. 
So sometimes sitting helps you to find your neutral a little bit better because you don't want any pressure on the tailbone. Mm -hmm. So you can kind of rock in and in and out of that sit bone position mm -hmm. until you find kind of your back is as far back as it can get, but there's no pressure on the tailbone. Mm -hmm. And then you can kind of translate that into standing. You don't want to weight bear at all and you're scraping away the tailbone, but you don't want to go into an arch, which is mommy posture. I mean, mm -hmm. it's hard to get out of once you've been here forever. Right. And a lot of our chairs are set up to tuck. So like even in my car, I sit on a yoga blanket until my head hits the ceiling to get yeah, my hips, because yeah, you want your hips higher than your knees, which is not always possible, or at least in line, but we're constantly sitting like this. So that's even tightening muscles or the fact that, you know, we're sitting on a chair. So just. And it's not okay. It's not a problem. Like I was just sitting like this here and leaning forward. That's a different posture than the curl rolling back. That curl is the so issue. It's not, I mean, like, this is actually a really great posture for my back, but this is a really bad one. Yeah. <laughs> and so there's some subtle changes in, in kind of your, your posturing. But yeah, definitely cars are terrible. They didn't ask. <laughs> not bad. <laughs> no, they should have. Um, and if we want to, do we have enough uh, straps for everybody? straps and then I think everybody has bolsters because we're going to want to sit up on the bolster and this was just another way to kind of find alignment while sitting and the the straps are just you want it around your rib cage and it's more just so you have an awareness of your rib cage I don't want you like cranking down your ribs or this uncomfortable it's just so you can there's something there to cue you to like feel out like oh where are my ribs in space because you know you don't always have this so we're gonna it's the picture of me sitting there oh if I take my jacket off it takes the microphone with it so did you get a you can take this one I've done this before so I try it out okay and I'm gonna give you all eye pillows because we're gonna put them this is not ideal but it is better than nothing so you're sitting up on your bolster and you want your knees to drop below your hips and you can put the strap around your rib cage not tight just so you like kind of feel where your rib cage is and a bolster I mean if your knees aren't dropping below your hips you may need to be a little bit higher but ideally you kind of want it so your knees can be a little bit lower than the hips, so. And they may not touch the floor, so you may be up so high that they're not touching the floor. Yeah. Um, so then, so you can kind of feel the fingertips on the crest and the pubic bone, and you can, how she was saying, like that rocking back and forth, like kind of where would I find good alignment here? in um yeah that outlet is a little finicky yeah that one works better um trying to try you know try to align that up and then depending on what you're normally doing you may notice your ribs have come out here because you're like oh i found neutral and i'm like you know pushing my chest out especially you know women suck in put your boobs out you know we get a lot of really bad information or you may notice oh neutrals back here and I've started to round and so kind of moving your rib cage around to put over that because your pelvic floor works with your diaphragm so when you're out of alignment 
aka your ribs are back or your ribs are forward and your diaphragm isn't over the pelvic floor, then they can't work together. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Okay, if I say anything... That's your, can that's your canister system. Yes. Top of your bottom of your... This... Okay, this is the piece de resistance, and it may not, oh no, my ponytails, your ponytail might be where yours needs to go, or you can push it into your ponytail. So I'm sure if you've ever been in any yoga class, lift up through the crown of your head. Every time, every time everybody looks up, the crown of your head's back here. So it's not like up here, because you want your chin kind of parallel, so it's, yeah, these might be too slidey, so it's kind of, and we say that because we want where your spine is. So we're talking like back here versus here. And I wish I had written it down because the therapist I learned this from, she's a physical therapist. She's not specific to the pelvic floor, but she, this was a yoga workshop. She said there's like some, it's like a little hat you can buy that you can test this out. But all we had was eye pillows. So this is what we did. But that's how you can feel that like, am I lifting up through the crown of the head? And then if... If your ribs are stacked over your pelvis and you're kind of neutral, you'll actually feel that like alignment because that's what we're talking about with good posture and alignment. Whereas, you know, you're getting cued in a class and you're like, lift up through the crown of your head, stand up nice and tall and you start to lift that chin up. Now I'm not in alignment or I'm now, you know, puffing my chest up. So if I'm looking up, I'm moving my chest out, I'm not in alignment. So this is what alignment feels like. And for me, I was like, what? I've been doing this wrong for years. <laughs> I think it's harder to do it correctly. Well, maybe sitting is a problem for people this way too. But standing, you tend to flare out when the butt goes out. So bringing the hips back, bringing the um, stacking, the rib cage on top of that. Another thing I was going to show you, what we do for here. Um, this is kind of a cool way to feel that kind of the head lifting type of thing. Um, I use, usually use a TheraBand, not a rope, but you can kind of, with a TheraBand, those are the stretchy ones, right? Yeah. Okay. You kind of push down, and you should be able to feel your spine just whoop, pull up into where the crown yeah, is. Let's try that. Feel free to so, take your So this off. is not as ideal because the TheraBand will spread a little wider and give you a better, but you almost kind of are tucking down and back, and you can feel your, your spine has to kind of lengthen in order to get that position. Too. And you may I'm want to stand up. Good amount of pressure. Yeah, probably. And, and so sometimes we'll have people do exercises in this position so that they are elongating instead of... And so if you feel like a compression, that's not good. You want to be able to feel that kind of elongating through your back and through your uh, top of your head. Can you feel that? So you look like you might be compressing a little bit more. Take it back a little bit more. Yeah, and tuck your chin down just a little yes. bit. Because otherwise it's like, you know, versus an elongation. Yeah, do you feel it? Now yeah. take your chin down just a little bit. And these and things are just about little. giving you Kinda a like feedback this. thing. Like the strap is just so you can feel it. Yes. Yes. So whatever. And like one of these, like maybe sitting on the floor didn't click, but this clicks or vice versa. Yeah, like this is clicking. Yeah, but it's like it's finding that thing where you're like, oh my god, this is what this is supposed to feel like, and then you take that with you into a mirror and you practice, or you like have that awareness throughout your day, like, oh, hmm, this doesn't feel so good. Yeah, 
there, you'll be able to feel that, okay? Mm -hmm. Chin down a little bit more and up and tilt the other, yeah. It's kind of a weird feeling. Yeah, I've never done this one. This one sounds pretty cool. But again, just different practices. Because we think, oh, the pelvic floor has nothing to do with posture, but it has everything to do with posture. Mm -hmm. I want to try this because I've never done it. Okay, well, this is a makeshift way to do it. That's okay. Because <laughs> sometimes I even put a baseball hat on people and then just do it over that so it doesn't pull there. So, you know, like there. And you're going to do chin down and up. Kind of that what? movement. Oh, okay. Yeah, kind of like this movement. You feel that elongating through uh -huh. there. And your whole back just kind of comes up to it. Well, um... What were we talking about? <laughs> just a, oh, posture. Yeah, posture just, just pulling up to it instead of, instead of doing this. Yeah. We're really in this position this. all the time. We need to kind of pull into this position. But then we also think army, kind of this, and that's not what we're doing. We're stacking our ribs. When you stack oh, yeah, your ribs. Pose, I see everybody go like this, and I'm like, yeah. uh-uh, put it back in. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And when you stack your ribs, you're not using your obliques to pull down either. You're just kind of, in fact, use your hands and pull into it so that you can engage your transverse instead of your obliques and your rectus. You don't want that rectus working. That's pushing down. I would call this proper mountain pose because that's what you take into all yoga poses, every, every aspect of your life because when you're standing in these funky positions all day, every day, again, it's the finger thing. That's what... Mm -hmm. I think mountain body. pose is kind of hard if you do it right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It is very engaged. Um, but, yeah, this was just different ways to feel out your posture so that, you know, you know what that feels like, and then you can practice it. Um, does anybody have any questions or anything? Are these pictures, like, are these all three good things, or is what something bad? The, the neutral one is the first one is the good one. And then the other two are like the, no, the other two are like the examples of, so, and if you see like the body drawn around it, that's why I was like, you know, if somebody has a really big butt or a little butt, you may think they're out of alignment, but they may not be. So just looking, I mean, I can't just look at somebody. You probably can't. I have a friend who's a physical therapist and that is all she does is like stare at people's bodies and is like, oh, they need blah, blah, blah. Oh, that person over there needs this. And so you know, you may be able to get to that point, or if it's really obvious, you can tell. But as a yoga teacher, when I see people in class, it may not be that. It could be their tissue, and I'm like, oh, what's going on over there? And it could be their body. So sometimes what I'm going to say is not true. So that's just a reminder. Um, for, so for exercises for the pelvic floor, if you were like too tight, what would something like that yeah, so two tight is what we were talking about earlier, where you're doing your relaxation, you're doing your, like, double knee to chest, single knee to chest, open up, happy baby poses like that, where you're using the diaphragm to gently kind of release that tone. Meditations, mindfulness, walking, those are exercises you do more for two tight. For just weak, that's when you start doing your, and, and actually for the, um, too tight we'd also do oh, we'd also do um look at your <laughs> 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 oh 
or um, too tight, uh, you can still work your external muscles. I wouldn't do too much right away with your abdomen. That will come on board a little bit later. But you can work like glutes, um, primarily glutes. And all of our so. yoga classes at Here in Unlimited are designed for this. So you're mm-hmm. never going to have like, we're never going to have you in like boat pose or like. Yeah, thank you. She hates <laughs> boat pose. <laughs> so if you. It's all relaxing, designed to relax the pelvic floor. Because like she said, that's more common mm-hmm. than you think. Do we want to do like the elevator practice and the inhale, exhale practice so we can do a little bit. Yeah, we can try. We can try the coordination, which is what you're calling the elevator. Yeah, and like this is just. I mean, we can move right. Okay, so um, how I did this was we were sitting, or would you say it's better to do it laying down? I think you can. I feel like well, I feel a connection (coughs) better sitting, but for the general population, it's better to do this laying down because if you have any prolapse. You don't want to be pushing out any organs. And so you put yourself in a safe position to kind of feel the muscles. So let's Feet look. planted or mm-hmm. completely flat? Um, I like your feet bent or your knees bent. Okay. So you could even put your bolster behind your knee if that, if holding your, your knee, yeah. yeah, if holding your legs up is not going to be comfortable. Because I, you want to be comfortable, so. So I hear this a lot, and you've even referred to the pelvic floor as this elevator, and, you know, we're always on ground floor, but if you're too tight, you're not on ground floor. So it's about relaxing. So to start, just maybe close the eyes, maybe lay the hands on the belly or wherever feels comfortable, and first just slow down your breath so your body can just relax. Maybe even going through the body, like relaxing the face, relaxing the shoulders. Let your tongue relax. Just feeling like you're melting into the mat. So if we start to take our awareness to the pelvic floor and where it's currently at, see if you can relax it any further. But this is not, you're not pushing out. It's just seeing if you can take your awareness there to get it to soften a little bit more. And we would call that the basement. But again, this may depend on if you're really tight, you may have already been up on a first floor and, you know, this is where a physical therapist comes in and tells you. But starting to connect with that range of motion. And then see if you can come back to the ground floor again and just play around a little bit with that noticing and it might be a very subtle difference you may not notice a difference depending on you know how aware you are of your pelvic floor how tight or loose your muscles are I would say you could do 
this exercise like internally too right oh yeah it's, it's nice to be able to feel and it give you a better feeling I actually think when you go to the basement you have to I'm not, I don't have such a soothing voice I feel <laughs> <laughs> when you go to the basement you do have to do a little bit of pressure from your abdominals towards the pelvic floor so you're opening up those muscles if you had your finger in there or if you can envision your external anal sphincter how it kind of puckers when you push out and how it opens up, that's kind of what you're doing to your pelvic floor. Then you come back to neutral, and then you tighten it up and pull it in. So those three range of motion is what you're trying to get to. If you put your hand on your tailbone, you can feel a little lift to come back to relax, a pushing out. Or if you put it on your like vaginal opening, you can often feel that same thing. You want to feel those three distinct layers of movement or levels of movement with your pelvic floor and see a lot a lot of people have a hard time with the expanding we call it expanding in pelvic floor (laughs) um but that's like going to the basement expanding the pelvic floor because you feel like you're gonna pee or you're gonna you know something like that it's like as if you were going to force out gas or something like that is what you're taking to the basement then you're coming back to neutral then you're lifting up about 30%. Unless you know that you're good to go, then you can go 70. But Think of it as going to the first floor. So often when we think about a Kegel or a contraction, it's like we're going all the way to the penthouse, and that's taught in yoga a lot. So maybe think about what first floor and yeah, having sure that. You're doing coordination. You're not really doing strengthening right now. You're developing awareness and a connection between your brain and the pelvic floor and the ability to visualize that at first in your premotor cortex and then transfer that over to motor pattern. Yeah, if you're not feeling anything, visualization is very helpful. And again, you can do this at home, you know, setting your hand there or even internally to kind of feel if you can feel that range of motion, just about having more feedback. And just go between, you know, basement, ground floor, first floor, ground floor, basement. And I think you called this pelvic floor gymnastics, maybe? Or was that something a little bit different? That's a little bit different. Okay. Uh, pelvic floor gymnastics is three-layer activation. This is coordination. Okay. So, let me write And feel free if you want to take notes. because <laughs> um, I want you to remember this so maybe what I have written down you're not going to remember it um, or you're a hands-on learner it depends on your learning style so feel free to take notes or do anything that you know when you get home you're not going to be like wait a minute what <laughs> so like first floor is essentially like 30% really gentle yeah so I used to say um you know, you have a marble in your vagina, you pull it in, relax it, push it out. Now I think we're transitioning to like a grape because we don't want it to be like, you know, you're going to still be gentle with the grape so you don't crush it, you know, to give a little bit better cueing with that. Mm-hmm. And when you're thinking of like going like basement level, do you want the grape to actually expel? 
Yeah, but you're not doing like a massive valsalva. There's a difference. Your pelvic floor will drop and open like that external anal sphincter. And if you keep pushing, then you're going to start pushing organs out, right? You're going to start having a descent. So there's an opening, then there's a pushing. But you still do have to use a little bit of your abdominals to direct that pressure down. Your pelvic floor is not going to do that without a little abdominal help. And really, especially if you're tight, the biggest problem is going from level one, you know, to relaxation. It's like an escalator instead of an elevator, you know. And so we want that motor control to be able to come up and down. And when you're, like, expelling that great Mm -hmm. everything, you're kind of doing that. Are are we kind of doing it with your anus as well because all those muscles are connected? Or should you be able to only do it? Yeah, you. So your external anal sphincter isn't as connected, but you. But it kind of comes along for the ride. Mm-hmm. So that sometimes is a good cue for people to put their hand there so that they can feel they're doing it because you can feel that better than you, you can like, feel or tailbone. Well, you can feel maybe tailbone. Maybe this is TMI, but you're confused. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing's TMI. Like, I know when, like if I've had a tampon in and I have like a large bowel movement, sometimes the tampon will come out. Mm-hmm. Right. And so it's that that kind of movement, right? Because right. you aren't. Yep, you're opening the pelvic floor in order. And you can't have a baby without doing that. You right. can't have a bowel movement without doing that. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that's a cure for painful intercourse initially is being able to do that with insertion. Mm-hmm. So you've got to be able to take the pelvic floor that way mm-hmm. um, to have effective you know, elimination of whatever in mm-hmm. any canal that goes through there. So that's what we're kind of working on. So when you were saying like if we were to go home and do that, and we were to insert a finger, is mm-hmm. that what we're discussing? Okay, that we would actually be able to physically feel the muscles. Yeah, you will. Okay. Put a glove on. Okay. <laughs> so you're gonna, you just don't want to put anything dirty in the vagina because right. then you get a problem. But yeah, you should be able to feel. You should be able to feel closure okay. and then a little bit of a lift, and that's if you're using your brace right. The, the lift comes from the brace, but the closure and then a relaxation, kind of dropping back down, and then an opening. You should be able to feel all three of those pretty good. What's the most important like this with baby? Like before you Yeah, I'm all this out holding my breath. I know. Yeah, yeah that's a, a that's a great question. Um so initially sometimes and, and Gracie maybe did this with you a little bit, initially we really cue with breathing. Like um when you breathe in, so your diaphragm and your pelvic floor move together. Let's see where I can do this. I gotta use my hands. I'm not Italian but um, your diaphragm and your pelvic floor move together. So as you breathe in, it pushes pressure down towards your pelvic floor. As you breathe out, the pelvic floor is released. But we do the opposite. We try to contract our pelvic floor and we hold our breath. Notice, you, want, you know, you go like that. And, but actually, your pressure uh, gradation is opposite that. So initially, we'll sometimes cue. As you're doing the pulling in, we want you to breathe out. As you're doing, you know, we'll kind of coordinate the breath opposite. But our end goal is normal breathing pattern with no breath holding because that's functional. We don't go around holding or exhaling every time we need to use our pelvic floor. So that was a great question. So when you use an inhale, exhale practice, you tell me if that's from them or right? Because that was from the therapist. And that may have just been part of our yoga class, but that was from a different therapist. Yeah. 
So this is uh, the inhale and exhale is for the transverse abdominis, not okay. really for the pelvic floor. Yeah, and so it's really hard to find the transverse abdominis. We want to use the obliques for everything that we do. So that transverse abdominis is very deep and subtle. So sometimes we'll train it with doing an exhale. You completely expel your breath and that deep tightness right above the pubic bone is your transverse abdominis. When you're doing your bracing system, um, that fires automatically with the pelvic floor. And so sometimes, you know, anyway, that, and so that's what that's cueing. That's not really cueing pelvic floor contraction. So that's fine. Let me read the rest of the last okay. line of it. <laughs> I just saw something. Wait a second. And we, I think that, well, yeah, you can do it laying down fine. or sitting up, but if you want to lay down, it probably is better. So when you say transverse, it's like down here. Yeah, it goes here. this like way. Yeah, and you'll feel it. When you do a pelvic floor contraction, you'll feel your tummy tighten just right above your pubic bone. That's when you know you're doing it right. That's going to give you that lift. But um, yeah, so, so they are adding a pelvic floor contraction to the end of that, but it's not as a form of doing an exercise, more as a form of feeling what that brace feels yes. like. So I think that that's fine. So feel free to sit or lay down. Um. Get comfortable. So whether that's sitting or whether that's laying down and feet planted, because this is just another way to engage with the pelvic floor not in well i guess we're going to engage the pelvic floor but just another way to feel this out so um we're gonna find equal breath and what equal breath in yoga means is the length of our inhale matches the length of our exhale so maybe that's you're counting to three on an inhale or four and you're counting to that same number on your exhale and that is also a stabilizing breath because more often than not our inhale is longer than our exhale which has to do with being in the sympathetic nervous system so when we have this e equal breath we're starting to tap into the parasympathetic nervous system a little bit better and i can say all this again if you want to write it down um, after this and if we want to tap into the parasympathetic nervous system more you extend the length of your exhale that's a really good breath to go to sleep <laughs> to calm you down and be like ah oh. That kind of breath. It just naturally calls, calms you. Perfect. So, just keep going with that equal breath. And when you get to the bottom of your next exhale, Pull in the low belly, so that transverse abdominis. And it's not a big movement. It's not um, uh, like your obliques. It's not like this whole like deep belly contraction. It's just that muscle right above the pubic bone, and it's kind of like across your low belly. Kind of put your hands down there. Yeah, and you can and you feel, feel it. If you feel your tummy pop out, then you're using your obliques. If you feel your tummy sink down in a little deeper and you have a deep trampoline tightness between your two hip bones, then you've got the transverse abdominis. So very subtle. And practice that a few, so as you inhale, you release again, but you know, at the bottom of your exhale, see what it feels like to pull that in and do that a couple times so you can try to find that muscle group and just isolate it at the bottom of your exhales. 